stop. Don't skip ahead. Make sure you listen to the full intro because we have two incredible offers for you today. Our guest is Dr. Laurie Grossman, who is a homeopath and health and wellness expert, as well as an advocate for change in the global healthcare discussion. She has pioneered educational programs for healthcare professionals that improved outcomes in hospitals and medical centers across America. She's also an internationally renowned speaker, writer, and educator, and served as chair of the Department of International Affairs at the American Medical College of Homeopathy. And after the earthquake in 2010, she was project coordinator for Heidi with Homeopaths Without Borders, North America. She has a private practice of 30 plus years and has helped thousands of patients to overcome both physical and emotional illness. She's also been featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, US News and World Report and on Good Morning America and Fox and Friends and have been frequently quoted as an expert in local and national media outlets. Today, our conversation will focus on the 17th annual Joint American Homeopathic Conference, which is on from 22 to 24 April in Reston, Virginia, as well as being available live online so it doesn't matter where in the world you are you can come and join i have 12 podcast episodes in the pipeline at the moment but i've had to jump this one to the front of the queue because the early bird price to register for this conference finishes on the 18th of march and today is the 11th of march you've got a week i don't want you to miss out visit www.jahc for Joint American Homeopathic Conference .info to register right now. This is one conference you do not want to miss out on. Whether you're visiting in person or online, there will be something for everyone, whether you're a new user or a professional homeopath. There'll be world-renowned speakers on homeopathy, demos, an exhibit hall, breakout groups, ceremonies, networking opportunities, whether you're online or in person. And I hear stories of scavenger hunts and dancing. It sounds like a lot of fun. Now, not only can you take advantage of the early bird special if you're quick enough, Dr. Laurie has also arranged a 10% discount for listeners of this podcast if they want to become members of the National Center for Homeopathy. Visit uh, www.homeopathycenter.org and for our Australian listeners, that's the American spelling of center, C-E-N-T-E-R, and enter the code homeopathy-homeopathy in I will also quote this in the show notes and I actually tested out the code this morning. It definitely does work. So make sure you take advantage of that because as a member of NHC, you'll have access to the homeopathy house call app, homeopathic family medicine program. There's remedy discounts and much more. So make sure you go and check out the show notes for all of these. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout podcast, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangouts. Today, we're hanging out with Dr. Laurie Grossman, all the way from New York City. Welcome, Laurie. Hi, Eugenie. It's a delight to be here. I really am excited. (laughs) Well, I am so excited to have you on, and we've got so many exciting things to chat about today. So I hope we can squeeze it all in here. Otherwise, we're going to have to do episode two because we have to cover it all. There's so much good stuff. But I wonder, Laurie, before we start, can you tell our audience a little bit about how you first got into homeopathy? Sure. I'd I'd love to share the story, especially since I hear that um, many of the listeners for your podcasts are moms. And I took the mom journey to homeopathy. I had a little baby. He, one day I laid him down for a nap. And as every new mom knows, I was so excited that the the nap was a little longer than usual. And then the nap got a little longer and a little longer. And suddenly I realized I'm not so excited about this long nap. I think I'm a little bit more concerned. 
So I went to check on my baby and he was burning up mm. and I lifted him from his crib and he just was like a rag doll. And I contacted the doctor. I raced him to the doctor's office and the doctor examined him. And at first there was like no idea of what was causing this frighteningly high fever. And then fortunately and coincidentally, or um, maybe not so coincidentally, Another physician who was visiting from Germany came in the room, examined my son and said, you know, if we were in Germany right now, we would just treat him homeopathically. And I had never heard of the word. Mm. And so I, he went back in the other doctors talked, he went back in the other room, came out, put some, these white little pellets on my baby's tongue and said, here, mama, hold him. And to be honest, I wasn't sure if he was putting David in my lap so that if David passed away, he'd die in my mm-hmm. lap. I, I, his fever was so high. And then five minutes later, he sat up and the fever was gone. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, I couldn't believe it. You know, like what just happened? And it was, it was so, it was so unexplainable, inexplicable that I didn't even begin to ask questions. I was just like astonished and then just kind of like went home. But the next day I was walking down the street and there was a flyer on a lamppost and it was flickering and flickering in the wind, making a racket. And it said, introductory session to homeopathy. And I went, no way. God, (laughs) What is that? And so I said to my mother, you've got to watch the baby because I have to go to this thing. And I attend this class and everybody else was far more familiar with homeopathy than I was. And as the doctor is presenting a case on asthma cured with homeopathy and colitis cured with homeopathy, my jaw is just dropping because like I knew medicines could manage colitis and asthma, but I was watching these videos and all of these people were just getting better. Mm. And so I go up to now, now, mind you, I'm much older than many of your listeners. This was in 1981. And I go up to the physician and I say, you know, this is blowing me away. Where can you study this? And he said, pretty much anywhere in the world except the U.S. Now, I was in New York. So I, and this is before I had a computer. So I couldn't Google anything. There were no iPhones at the time. So I said to my mother, I have to go to Europe and you've got to watch the kids for a few days because I have to find somebody who will teach me this stuff. So I contacted people in Greece and London and France, and I was speaking to whoever I could. And this is also before you could have a clear phone connection to these other places. I mean, I feel like I'm talking about the Stone Age now. (laughs) But to make a long story short, that was the start of my journey. And believe it or not, the biggest challenge was just tracking down someone or some place. Now, believe it or not, at the time, the National Center for Homeopathy 
was in its infancy in the U.S., but absolutely nobody that I spoke to had heard of it yet. Mm. So I was busy trying to make these connections abroad when there was really something brewing in my backyard, but I didn't even know that. Wow. And it's crazy to think that, you know, not that many decades beforehand, there were so many homeopathic uh, universities and hospitals and everything else yeah. in the US. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. Now, you've just mentioned the National Center for Homeopathy. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it is and also your journey to how you ended up where you are now? Um, so um, I don't know at what point I heard of the National Center for Homeopathy, but eventually I did. And it was actually founded in 1974 with a mission to raise awareness about homeopathy, Mm -hmm. to promote health through homeopathy, and to advocate for access to homeopathy. Because homeopathy, I know that lots of people think that there's very little homeopathy in their home countries, but in the U.S., it was really quashed. So it was really not around anywhere. And um, that was the start. And and actually, there was a summer school that went along with the National Center for Homeopathy. And many of the first homeopaths in the U.S. were trained in that summer school. But then NCH grew and tried to do more outreach and more educational programs. And as the Internet grew... And as global boundaries started to evaporate, we started to have a bigger and bigger following. And at first, it was only people in the U.S., but that's not the case at Mm. all anymore. Um, Our members are worldwide. They're moms, they're dads, they're professionals, they're doctors, chiropractors, acupuncturists, nurses, um, physicians, assistants in all different countries around the world. And the internet was a blessing for us because our website got millions of hits from around the globe. And to me, part of the beauty was as people were going to homeopathy schools and learning more about homeopathy, they used our website as a resource. Mm. But the other thing is there are people in very underserved communities around the globe that use our website. So our website has, for you know, we have a find the homeopath page. We have homeopathic research. We have what we call infographics, which are really easy to understand. Like if you're traveling, here are the five remedies you want to make sure you put in your you know suitcase. Um, if you have a child that's in sporting events, here are the five remedies you want to you know have in your pocket when you're standing on the soccer field. Mm-hmm. So, um, or football field. (laughs) Um, And um, so as people were using our online Materia Medica, which I'm very proud of, Mm. I redid it recently. So it's very easy to use. I use it regularly as well, just for the record. It is wonderful. And I do recommend it to my clients as well. And it's, it's so simplified. You know, unfortunately, many of the original texts for all their beauty and for all their in-depth information, a beginner to homeopathy generally Mm -hmm. is overwhelmed by them. Mm. Also, the language is a bit arcane. So Mm. 
I revised it so you really have in simple, easy to understand language what you're really going to find, especially if you're treating your child. Mm. You know, every remedy has so many different things to look for. But what are the things that you really can bank on if you see this with your child? Mm. If your child has a thick, white, runny nose, what remedy are you going to think of? If your mm-hmm. child has allergies and is sneezing and sneezing and sneezing, you don't need to know a million sneezing remedies. Mm-hmm. You need to know the remedy that has sneezing and sneezing and sneezing and sneezing. So yeah. we made it super easy. And also, if you become a member of the National Center for Homeopathy, you actually have access to homeopathy house call app, which is fabulous. You punch in the symptoms and it tells you what remedy to choose. It's so easy. So we've tried to expand the information we have and make it easier and more valuable and more useful. Um, That's wonderful if it's 2 a.m. and your child has a fever and you're not sure if it's aconite or ferrumphos or belladonna or whatever. That's really wonderful. And then because when when our children are sick, our brains do go out the window. Well, I speak for myself here. I'm sure others can identify. And especially if it's 2 a.m. and you're exhausted, you know, you might know a few remedies, but when it's your own child and you're in that situation, it's almost as if you're, you're too close to the situation. So then when you have an app and you, I didn't know that you could actually put in the different symptoms and it will come up with remedies for you. That's wonderful. Not um, to well, mention the fact that another thing that's very helpful is we do mention when you need to go to, to the physician. Mm, that's important. In other words, so we don't encourage people to go beyond what's safe. Yeah. And it's absolutely. really nice to know you're still in a place where you could keep trying remedies or, okay, folks, at this point, it's time to bundle up that sweet little baby of yours and take them to get some extra help. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So we'll make sure we definitely link that in the show notes. So okay. how, how did you become involved in the in the NCH? There? Well, as I'm busy going to other countries in the mm-hmm. most inefficient way to learn homeopathy, I finally discovered that the National Center for Homeopathy was within the U.S., which mm-hmm. made it easy for me. And um, I came upon the Homeopathy Today magazine which comes out four times a year, which is sent to all members and even members who live internationally, you get a digital version. And Homeopathy Today magazine included cases, remedies for common ailments, researches, homeopathy for pets. It was just so valuable. And I thought, okay, I don't want anyone in the world to have to do what I did to learn homeopathy. I want to help people so that it's easier. So I became a very active member. And to be honest with you, I think it was pretty shortly after I joined as just an individual, I became a lifetime member because I just thought I've got to help this organization grow. They're helping me so much. They're helping other people so much that I I felt like, I was kind of proud to be someone who really put my money where my mouth was. Mm. I wanted homeopathy to grow and I really wanted to make a commitment to that growth. And um, I'm really glad I did it. I, <laughs> I, I really, really am. You know, because now uh, the NCH now has webinars and the conference that uh, the National Center for Homeopathy creates, the JAHC conference, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. 
that those new things were only possible because of people's devotion to the organization and their generosity. I mean, I am not the only one. All the people that went before me that committed their time and attention, you know, the people in Pakistan, the people in India, the people in far reaches of the corner of the world. Do you know we're speaking to hundreds of homeopaths in the Ukraine? I'm, it's an honor to be a part of an organization that supports professionals who are doing well in their practice, moms, but also people in need that don't have mm -hmm. access to the things that many of us are blessed with. So we really try to reach out to the full spectrum of people and to take them from where they are, whether they're a brand newbie to homeopathy, a mom who studied a bit, a mom who studied a lot, a dad who studied a lot, a professional who's trying to integrate homeopathy into their practice, or a master homeopath who's been in homeopathy for many years. We try to fill everybody's cup a bit more. We try to bring them along the river to greater understanding and greater knowledge in a way that is most effective for the people they treat. Mm. And you just talked there about the different organizations and we definitely have to get into Homeopaths Without Borders and a few other outreach programs like you do as well. But maybe you could tell us about the hybrid um, homeopathic conference that you do and how that came about and who that is for and when it is and all that good stuff. Okay, so the hybrid homeopathic conference, which will be this year, April 22nd to April 24th in Reston, Virginia. And for those people who live out of the country, Reston, Virginia is right by Washington, D.C. So um, it's this coming April and it's a hybrid conference. And how did that come to be? The National Center for Homeopathy created the, well, first I should say why it's called the J-A-H-C if <laughs> we're the N-C-H. It was a little crazy. <laughs> But I'll explain the alphabet soup a little bit. The National Center for Homeopathy realized, I think it was 18 years ago, that we didn't want it to just be our conference. We wanted to embrace all the organizations that were advancing homeopathy in the many, many different ways. So it became the Joint Annual Homeopathic Conference. And joint because we were welcoming all other organizations, which included those organizations that uh, service underserved communities like Homeopaths Without Borders, like the Homeopathic Help Network. We also wanted to embrace the organizations that were improving the homeopathic colleges. So the organizations that represent all the schools, all the accrediting organizations that worked with the schools, any organization that worked in research. Um, and then we have, we have a whole variety of manufacturers and suppliers because we also, one of the big things at the beginning, I think our focus was on raising awareness and promoting health through homeopathy. I think we've moved on. Our focus now includes learning, connecting, and thriving. So we continue with all that educational information, but we know that people need to connect. 
And just as your podcast brings together so many moms and so many other people who are interested in homeopathy in your area, we wanted to create a supportive, welcoming community. First of all, at least in the U.S., most homeopaths work by themselves. Most medical doctors work in a hospital. Many other organizations, they work in a clinic. But most homeopaths work by themselves. And we desperately needed support so that homeopaths can reach out to others when they have a difficult case. So homeopaths can reach out to others when they have a great case. Um, when homeopaths, when professional homeopaths who are mothers want to know how do you juggle your children and your career. And when moms just say, how do you deal with when a kid wakes up sick in the middle of the night? Do you treat your own child? Is that dangerous? And we knew we needed a connection for people. And that's what the conference was about. Mm -hmm. It was about educating. It was about connecting. And then the thrive aspect of it is let's have a party. Mm -hmm. Let's have fun. Let's have a scavenger hunt. Let's have a book swap. Let's have a dance party. So our conference has all that. Oh, so, so jealous. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you attend virtually, you actually get to be a part of that. The dance party so, as well? Uh, for sure. Why not? <laughs> so um, actually, we, we have a member, a professional member who is going to lead dancing, which will be fabulous. It'll be so much fun. <laughs> But um, what I wanted to say, you asked me a question about how to become hybrid. We always prided ourselves in being an in-person conference. People knew you could get a hug at our mm. conference. You know, if your parent passed away, you knew there would be a colleague that could be there for you. Mm. If you were having trouble in your practice for whatever reason, if maybe you had a year where you weren't seeing as many people and financially you were struggling, mm. you could get a, a, you know, the ear of someone who could be supportive. Mm. So we always tried to make our conference in person. And then our dear friend COVID came. <laughs> And we held, we kept saying, we want it in person. We want it in person. We want it in person. And we kept getting notices of every organization in the universe canceling their in-person events. And we kept holding on, kept holding on. And everyone who had registered was writing us, what are you doing? What are you doing? And we kept saying, hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. And then we were very lucky because it became obvious that we, we were not going to be able to do a, um, an in-person conference. And it was actually Kim Aaliyah from Whole Health Now mm. who came to our rescue. And he said, I'll do it with you. Mm, and Kim's entire team stepped up to the plate. And then he pulled in other people to help us. Because let me tell you, this was like a down-to-the-wire event. And we were astonished astonished at how many people signed up astonished it was huge and then after the event we had all these compliments the tech team was amazing the speakers were amazing and it is true they all were i wanted to party for four years because of the success of it 
At the same time, we had so many letters of people saying to us, I really miss seeing people. Mm. I really miss being there. I really miss being able to talk to people. So the next year we actually upped our game and we hired VFairs, which is a very experienced online um, conference producer. And they helped us create things like um, a, a networking room where you can meet somebody else. This is online Amazing. where you could like text someone online and say, will you meet me in the networking room so we could talk about my practice? And you could do that privately. You could do it. You can invite others. It was insane. I mean, all the things that were capable were incredible. And you could also, we created an exhibition hall where you can have a private chat with the leader of a school, with the manufacturer of a product, with Kimalia and homeopathy house call, with, you know, with Dana Ullman and, you know, um, his, his company, and you could all buy books. It, it was mm-hmm. incredible. And this was all online. And then again, same thing. Fabulous conference. We can't believe you pulled it <laughs> off. We can't believe you pulled it off. But next year, we want to be in person. Mm. Same numbers of people. It was divided 50-50. So we did a huge survey. Next year, what do you want? And I swear to God, it was 50-50 down the line. I will only come if it's in person, and I will only come if it's online. Well, guess what? That's (laughs) how the hybrid was born. And, And so you can come in person. Or you can come online. So if you want to meet people in person, if you want to share stories in person, if you want to dance at the Saturday event, (laughs) you can come in person, but you can also come online and save the money and not travel and hear people from around the world. And, you know, as I said, you can still chat with people in the virtual networking room. And also we are the only online conference that's not Mm pre-recorded. So if you are watching online and you have a question for the speaker, you can ask. Now, maybe the tech savvy people think that's, yeah, that that exists. For me, that blows my mind. I mean, (laughs) I just think that's absolutely fabulous that if you attend the conference from Australia Mm. and you have a question for, um, uh, let's, uh, Rose, uh, Miranda Reese, Castro. Yeah. Miranda Castro <laughs> from Florida. Yeah. You can actually speak with, mm, and amazing. you can speak with George Dimitriotis. You can speak with George Vitholkis. You can Karen speak Allen. with, you can speak yeah. to people from anywhere in the globe. You'll be able to speak to them. So it's, it's astonishing to me. So when we say we really are committed to connection, I think that we're, we're really doing a good job this year. You know, as you're talking, my brain's just like ticking over. Okay, I have to get the family there April next year. My birthday's in April, so I'm sure I can wing this <laughs> and <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> so do you tend to have it towards the end of April? Because obviously we've got Homeopathy Awareness Week from the usually from the 10th to the 16th of April every year. And um, I, I promise to let you guys know as soon as I can. We were, okay, first let this we, one get we out of the way. We were trying to commit to the end of the April, and then mm-hmm. this year it turns out that there's so many things going on in April. So I promise to let you guys know. <laughs> 
So, but your current one, did you say is the 22nd of April this year? 22nd to the 24th. It's a Friday through Sunday. Oh, 2022. That's incredible. And will, and you're still taking registrations? Oh, yes. We're still taking registrations. It, to register, you go to jahc.info and all the information will be there. And if you register before March 18th, you get the early bird discount. Well, that's great because I'll work my butt off to get the episode out today <laughs> so that there's a week for people to register. Great, great, great. great. <laughs> Excellent. So still take advantage of that early bird discount. That's wonderful. Thank wow, you, that's you. incredible. How exciting. And, you know, this you're talking about all these things. It sounds so wonderful, but my brain is also spinning, thinking about the amount of work that goes into putting something like this together. So, you know, the uh, NCH definitely has to be... Um, thanked for and just acknowledged for the amount of work that you do to create this and to promote homeopathy and to create this excitement and this learning opportunity for people of all walks of life to be able to empower themselves for natural with natural medicine if that's what they choose and um, you've got this homeopathy house call app that you mentioned before we'll put that in the show notes homeopathic yeah. family medicine program and um, yeah, that that's a program that was devised by it's an e-course that was devised by Dana Ullman and if you're a member, you get access to that. If you become an NCH member, you get access to that. And there's countless maladies that are in this program with pages of research in case someone says, well, how can I trust homeopathy? Yeah. Pages of research <laughs> followed by the main remedies for that condition mm. and with clear indications of why you'd use each one. And, just quickly, and also while- if you're if you're a member, I, I don't want to gloss over the fact that you also get discounts from homeopathic manufacturers. If you become a member, you get a discount at Boron, Olios, um, Homeopathy Health Network. You get a free consultation for one acute ailment. Mm. So there, there are many benefits. That's really good. That's so good. Um, just quickly, while you're on the courses, I just want to touch on the fact that you have done so much work to train the medical profession on how to use homeopathy. You've developed courses and you've worked very closely with hospitals. Can you quickly tell us a little bit about that? Because that's something I'm passionate about as well. And I really hope we can get started here in Australia. Um, Just, you know, integrating homeopathy a bit more. So how did you come about that? Well, I think the seed of it was my enthusiasm. I, I, you know, when going back to the first story I told you, I don't know what would have happened to my son if it weren't for Mm -hmm. homeopathy. And, you know, I don't know what would happen to lots of people if it weren't for homeopathy. So I was kind of, I was open to teaching homeopathy to whoever would help get the message out to people who needed it. So, um, I wound up studying homeopathy after I, you know, I, I went to Europe. I studied with Vitolkis, and for a while I studied with Jeremy Scher. I studied with Rajan Sankram, but I also went to homeopathy schools in the States. So I went to the New England School of Homeopathy and studied with Paul Herskue and with Amy Rothenberg. And then I was also out on the West Coast with Roger Morrison and Nancy Herrick wow. and Jonathan Shore. Um, and so... When I was out on the West Coast in California studying, almost everybody I knew that knew about homeopathy 
was practicing in places, forgive me for all the people from Australia that might not know these places, but people were practicing in all the very hip places in the U.S., mm. Berkeley, um, uh, Boulder, Colorado, um, Ann Arbor, Michigan, places that had big, young populations, very open-minded thinkers. And I was originally from New York. Mm. And people said to me, well, where are you going to set up your practice? And I said, New York. And many people questioned me. They go, why would you go back to New York? New York is not ready for homeopathy. And I said, why does everybody think you have to eat granola Mm -hmm. to use homeopathy and you can't eat Cheerios? (laughs) And I guess I didn't I didn't want homeopathy to be left only in the hands of people who started their day with a green drink. (laughs) And so I was I was I, I was willing to modify my talk to make it palatable to the ears of the listeners. So if I was speaking at a YMCA or I was speaking at a library, I would keep it very basic. Mm-hmm. I would talk about homeopathy for first aid. And I taught Arnica. I taught about maybe, you know, Bryonia and Kalenja. And I kept it simple. Mm-hmm. And I asked each person if they tried to use those remedies to let me know if they had any success. And if they tried it and they didn't have success, I wanted to help them so they got better results the next time. Mm. And I didn't teach 100 remedies. I taught three or five. And each person, if they weren't successful the first time, they were successful the second time. And they were so excited that they then told their sister and their mother. Mm. And then their sister and their mother became a part of the network. And if I was at a restaurant, and I have to be honest with you, I was a little, I was a little, um, I had a little scheme. I would carry really big homeopathy texts with me. And if I ate in a restaurant in New York, I'd put the text on the table and the person at the next table invariably would say to me, oh my God, what are you studying? And I would say homeopathy, and they every time would say to me, what is that? Oh, that's and genius. <laughs> I, would, I would do it the most basic introduction. I, I, you know, I didn't talk about the law of similars ever. I just said, it's the use of ultra-diluted substances found in nature to strengthen the immune system. That's, that's kind of like my- Brilliant, it, elevated it, pitch. It, it, it's an easy one. You can't argue with it. And- I would say, why are, are you interested in health in any way? And if they, if they said no, that was the end of the discussion. I never pushed it on anybody. But if they said, you know what? I'm a neurologist. And I would say, oh, that's so funny because I just had a case that I just worked with someone with multiple sclerosis. And I really wasn't, I always downplayed homeopathy. Mm -hmm. I really wasn't sure if it was really going to affect the patient. And I contacted their physician and believe it or not, the patient's really doing well. It's not progressing at the speed we're with. And trust me, 
I did talks for small, like neurologists who only work with Bell's palsy. Mm -hmm. Once again, keeping it simple, I took three remedies and I would teach nurses. And the more focused their practice were, the easier it was for me because the easier it was for me to hone in on just a few remedies. Because for beginners, one of the most challenging things is how quickly it becomes overwhelming. Mm, Absolutely. And so if you're speaking to people who gather each spring to discuss allergies, I would say, okay, I'm not going to teach you every remedy for allergies. We're going to focus on five. Mm. One, where there's so much sneezing, you can't believe it. Where like everybody in the room laughs because there's so much. One, where the nose just runs and runs and runs. And you want to take a whole box of Kleenex and just shove it up the child's nose. One remedy where the eyes are just burning and burning and burning. You're not going to be able to help everybody. But if you could just use those, you'll have really nice results. And that's how word spread because if you keep it simple, it's easier to share the message, keeping it simple. And also, I never believe in pushing it down people's throats. If people aren't interested, if people say, you know, I'm a real, I stick with conventional medicine, I respect them as much as I want them to respect me. So I say, I'm, you know, I'm glad you get good results with it, you know you know, lovely to meet with you and lovely to chat with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm here if you need me. (laughs) I'm here if you need me. Um, So Laurie, where are some places people can get hold of you? Can you tell us some of the websites and and how people can engage with you? Because there's so many, I might actually just, I'll put it all in the show notes, but just if, or maybe we can actually, maybe we can finish off with just if there's one last message that you want to get across to our audience, there are so many, you know, all the information with the apps and with your personal website, with the JAHC and with the NCH, we'll put all of that in the show notes so that people have one place that they can go and find all that. But is there one final message that you want to leave our listeners with? I guess I want to share my positivity. And that is that the world is growing to be a more interconnected community Look at us. It, right now, it's 638 in Manhattan. And I'm speaking to you just before you take your children to school in Australia. Mm-hmm. And we're Amazing. smiling together and we're sharing a joint message. And we are moving in the right direction. The National Center for Homeopathy, which started as this tiny little organization for a bunch of Americans has members from around the world. And we welcome you. If, as a matter of fact, I think that we're offering a 10% discount um, to anyone who listens to this podcast. If you go onto our website to join, when you check out, if you write in homeopathy-homeopathy, homeopathy-homeopathy, get a 10% discount. And that's just because we want you to know we're all in this together. And please go to jahc.info and register for our conference. Of course, as I said before, the deadline is March 18th. The conference is April 22nd to April 24th. But 
if you come to the conference, if you sign on to the conference, please say hello to me. I, the personal connection always makes it that much better and that much more meaningful. It really does. I see that with our group of mums here in Perth as well. You know, I haven't had that many events in person, obviously because of COVID, but we had one uh, last month and it was just amazing seeing all the mums and having them connect with each other and um, learning from each other. And then also, you know, when there is, when, especially when it's a local group, if one of you, one of the kids have the fever, you know, it doesn't matter what time of night, somebody's usually up breastfeeding and they'll say, you know, come around to my house. I'll leave the remedy in the letterbox. You can collect it. So when we can create that sense of community, really just makes it so much more fun yeah yeah for sure (laughs) thank you so much for your incredible work Laurie I'm so um privileged to have you on today because I know that you have been on New York Times and Wall Street Journal and Fox and Friends and Good Morning Show and everywhere else and now you've been on the humble little homeopathy hangout podcast too so (laughs) well I'm putting that on the top of my CV Oh, (laughs) wonderful. I hope we can chat soon, but I'll definitely see you at the conference. And thank you so much for that um, discount code. And we'll get it up today so that our listeners can still take advantage of the early bird price. Now, let me just say one thing I didn't mention is the website for the National Center to sign on to go for the membership is Mm homeopathycenter.org. I didn't mention that. Homeopathycenter.org. We'll have that all in the show notes. Thank you so, so much. Enjoy your evening. Thank you. You too.